was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hey, Kyle. <laughs> Lil Barron. How hey, are you? I, I missed you last week. I know. We had a great show. Su- Susan Jones, she shared some amazing information about uh, weight training and resistance training specifically to women, but it applies to everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I missed you. I know. I missed, I missed being you. Here. I'm glad you're back. Yeah, you had to do solo. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, but today, Lil, I want to talk a little bit about some numbers. Okay. So you know, you know, and I know, but maybe not everyone knows that the Huntsman World Senior Games is the largest annual multi-sport event in the entire world for right. athletes over the age of 50. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest in the world. Biggest. It's amazing. Uh, every year for the past several years, we've welcomed over 11,000 athletes yes. who come to St. George, <laughs> Utah, USA to compete in their choice of 35 different sports. Sometimes we throw these numbers out there, right? You know, we just, we throw these numbers out there and they seem like they're impressive, but what do they really mean? Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to lose track when like the government has how many multi-trillion dollar packages that we've, anyway, I don't want to get into that. That's not what this, this is not, that's, this is not that kind of show, but it's easy to lose perspective on what numbers mean. So I want to just add some perspective here for over 11,000 athletes in the Rio Olympics. Okay. 2016, there were 11,237 athletes who competed in Rio de Janeiro. Wow. And in 2019, which was the last time we were able to hold the, mm-hmm. hold the games because of COVID, we hosted 11,119. Wow. So as far as the athletes counts are concerned, we're, we're the same size as the Olympics, yeah. really, give or take just a few athletes. And really, we're four times bigger right. than the Olympics because we get to hold it every single every year. year. We don't have to wait for four, the fourth year to roll around. So now, of course, we know that our, regist- our athletes have to register mm-hmm. to compete in the games mm-hmm. and our registration window opens on the 1st of March mm-hmm. and then it will remain open until the 1st of September. Um, it's also, we've been really interested just to see what it looks like coming out of this pandemic. Right. You know, will, will people be worried? Will they be nervous? Will they, you know, plan to wait a bit and see how things work <laughs> out? Like any of those responses would right. be appropriate. We just, we just didn't know. But let me just say this. We are so excited at the Huntsman World Senior Games, and it really feels like the senior athlete community is excited as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so a couple of numbers. We're not going to spend a ton of time here, but just I want to add again, just some some perspective on where we're at. This year, so far in uh, the middle of April, for an event that happens in October, right? this year so far, we have registered 685 total teams. Wow. Which is, again, throw that number out there. What does that mean? You're right. L- l- the, the last time we met in 2019, we had 646 teams at this time. So we're oh. almost 40 teams ahead of where we were. And that was our record year. Right. So great indication. As far as teams go, we have 10 rugby teams, which is exciting. Exciting. We're going to talk about rugby in just a minute here. We have 42 soccer teams, women's wow. soccer teams. And we had 30 at this time. In 2019, wow. uh, softball, we have 393, almost 400 oh softball gosh. teams. We had 388 in, in 2019 at the same time of year. Uh, individual registrations, we have 4,316 individual registrations right now. Uh, I always want to say a year ago, but in 2019, 
3,686. Wow. So we're well ahead of pace. Well ahead. A couple of sports there. We have over a thousand pickleballers registered. We just topped a thousand yesterday, actually, uh, 877 in 2019. So we're a couple of hundred, almost a couple of hundred ahead there. Table tennis is going great this year. We have 85 registered for table tennis right now, 24 in 2019. So way ahead there. And then track and field is doing great. We have 109 people registered and these numbers will go up as we get closer. Uh, But we had 58 in 2018. So as far as, you know, just that feeling of where are we at and how are people feeling about this thing? It feels like we're in pretty good shape. Great shape. Now I mentioned, um, you know, that, that we didn't know how we we're going to come out of the mm-hmm. pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know, we know that, that <laughs> nothing is certain and that anything can happen between right. now and then. Uh, we do have a COVID plan that we've got posted on our website mm-hmm. at seniorgames.net. Mm-hmm. If you want to review that, I would say it's pretty conservative right, right now. Um, but we are, you know, pretty confident we're anticipating that as we get closer to the event we're going to be removing right. more and more restrictions right. um our our athlete population they were the first people in line to get the vaccines mm-hmm. and it just feels like we're heading in the right direction right now i mentioned uh just a second ago rugby mm-hmm. let me say that rugby this is the very first year <laughs> that we've ever offered rugby at the huntsman world senior games and today we're going to talk about, about rugby, rugby with two of the best out there uh, our uh, our guests today are um, Jeff. He started playing rugby in 1992, and he started with a Division One men's club in Washington D.C. Uh, he's played as well in uh, in college at Utah State as well as University of Utah. He's also coached teams in Michigan and Utah, and working with former Eagle. Now it's it's worth noting if you're not in the rugby community, you might not know this, but the Eagles are the United States national rugby team. Oh, so he's working with former Eagle Patrick Whalen. Um, they've successfully created a Wasatch High School rugby team, which has developed several All-Americans over the years. Mm-hmm. And Jeff and Patrick are working with another Eagle, Ray Green, along with several other notable players to bring rugby to the Huntsman World Senior Games know, for so the first exciting. time ever. So, so we're excited to visit with both Jeff and Patrick. Welcome to both yes. of you. Yes. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you. We're, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, um, Lil and I are both super excited to yes. be adding rugby as an event. And there's a whole process that you have to go through before an event actually becomes official mm-hmm. at the World Senior Games. We probably won't get into that process right now, but just know that in order for it to happen, there's a lot of work, mm-hmm. a ton of work that happens in the background. And uh, Jeff and Patrick are in the, in the throes of all that work and putting it together. But as excited as we are, about rugby, which we both are very excited. <laughs> very. Um, I'll be honest, like neither of us really know that much about the sport. I've seen highlights. I've seen a few things here and there, but I don't know a ton about <laughs> it. So I'm wondering to get us started off. Uh, maybe we can start with you, Jeff. If you can kind of give us, uh, I don't know, maybe some comparisons between soccer, American football and rugby and how they all you know, are similar, but the differences that happen as well. Well, I think in terms of uh, physicality, um, well, I guess in terms of a comparison, if you could combine soccer and football, you would have uh, rugby. rugby. (laughs) Um, And now just most, when we say rugby, there's two types of rugby. There's union and there's league. League is more like American football. But union is what we're talking about. And union is more, it's much more fluid and ongoing. And so you, 
you take the speed and the length of, of a match of soccer and you add that physical aspect of uh, American football, that contact. And that's the easiest way to explain it to people. Mm, that makes um, sense. Now, when you're watching it, uh, there are a lot of subtle nuances, a lot of, uh, a lot of differing rules that seem counterintuitive. But once you start watching it for a while, those rules make sense. Yeah. Um, one of those rules is when you get tackled, you have to let go of the ball. A lot of people when we used we to have a fumble. <laughs> well, Patrick, Patrick will attest to this one. When, when he and I were, were, were uh, training the Wasatch high kids that when the football players get on the field, that is probably hands down. One of the worst habits we have to break them of is when you go down, let go of the ball. A cardinal sin, man. You cover that baby up and hold on to it, right? Right. And so um, trying to unlearn that um, that habit is a tough one. But, I mean, that would probably be the easiest way to describe rugby as a sport, a cross between soccer and football. Soccer and football. Huh. I like that. Patrick, you've obviously played for years and years. Anything you would add to that definition? Uh, just, just in that um, – it's a continuous game, as Jeff said. Uh, there's the ball is always live. So unless it goes out of bounds or there is a penalty situation, um, the ball is always live. So where Jeff was saying, when you when you get tackled, um, you have to release the ball. Well, you want to release it to your team, and then so you release it back to your team. the The main goal of rugby is to to score, just like in football. A lot of people don't know this. American football came from rugby. Um, rugby, uh, the term touchdown is actually. Um, in rugby, it's called a try. But the reason why it was called a touchdown early on in football days um, was because they physically touched the ball down. And that's uh-huh. in, in the end zone. So in rugby, you do the same thing. Well, that's where it came from, obviously. But that's you set the ball down. The difference is in, in American football, wherever you score, you still go to the middle and kick the field goal, right? Well, in rugby, it's wherever you put the ball down is where you have to come out from that angle and kick your extra points. Okay. So it's a, uh, the, it's five points for a score or a touchdown or a try is what it's called in rugby. And then uh, your conversion kick is two points. So it's the scoring is still similar. Um, three points. points. Yeah. And then three points for a field goal, so to speak. So if you, um, you have pen- various penalties, but the, the one that's most common to, which would be soccer would be offsides. Um, so, you know, in soccer, they, it, there's that imaginary line, offsides line that keeps right. moving along. Well, rugby's the same way, except in, it's in comparison to football, it's the line of scrimmage. So wherever the tackle happens, and another player joins um, to to support that tackle or support the guy who's running the ball, yeah. um, that becomes the line of scrimmage. So the other team just can't just like run around it. So it's invisible, but it become it keeps moving constantly wherever the tackle is. So um, there's some subtle nuances, but uh, I think the soccer is a very good one because we do have, there's kicking, there's all that stuff available. You do get to use your hands. You do have full contact soccer, so to speak. Uh, football, very similar in, in position types. You do have you have your big guys up front. You have uh, your speed. That's uh, usually like you're in football, wide receivers, safeties, those kind of guys. You have all the same kinds of types of bodies and positions. Um, the difference in rugby is that it doesn't stop, so you go 80 minutes. 
Yeah. Um, you have two 40 minute halves with a five minute half time. So you, I mean, that is a very phys, it feels like, it sounds like a very physically demanding uh, situation on, yeah. on the athletes where there, there really isn't a stop. You just keep on going and going. Um, I'm I'm wondering. I mean, you've done a great job of explaining the sport, and I, for me at least, that really opened up some ideas. Like, I didn't know that you put the ball down at the end, and and I and I will tell you, I wasn't a great football player, but I did play football in high school. I I can just just the way that my body reacted when you guys said you put the <laughs> ball down and let it go at the end of the play. I know that would be a hard habit for me to break. I know that would be a tough one, but you've done a great job of describing it. I'm wondering what you guys think will be the impression as people come out and watch rugby at the world senior games. And let me also just say this, I, I said this before the show started, but one of my favorite things that I have done so far this year that I, I, I love the preseason because there's all that hype and the ramp up and I get a chance to talk about the games all the time to people. But one of the things that I love doing is saying that we're holding <laughs> rugby for the first time ever at the games and then watching people's faces. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> there's, there's always uh, there's always a reaction, and it's yeah. always surprise and shock. So when people come out to watch these games, and we hope that people will come out and watch some of these amazing athletes uh, play rugby in the games. What do you think? What What are they in for? What What are they going to be watching out for? Go ahead, Patrick. You go first. Okay. Um, I would say that most people won't. Uh, you'll have two groups. You'll have groups that know what rugby is. Right. And I'll be very excited to see old farts out there running around. <laughs> good, um, good rugby players and, and athletes. In other words, and amazed that they're that. still able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that that's uh that's one. And then the the folks that are new to it and just curious, I would imagine that that they will want to come out and see what is this thing because it's going to look very odd because you're going to have. Um, 15 guys on each side and they're going to be hitting each other and getting into these weird things called a scrum. And then they're going to be, it, it, it it's going to look weird. And um, <laughs> I would imagine that they won't understand, but uh, it doesn't take very long to figure out what the concept is. The concept is to maintain the ball possession and score. It's, it's a very simple, you Pretty can't simple. score without the ball. So you want to maintain possession of the ball, however that works. And if it's in your tackle, make sure you put it to your side, your teammates drive over the top, you pick it up and keep going. And it's kind of, it's kind of that approach. You have a lot of folks that won't understand the rules, but they don't necessarily need to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like you said, there's some nuances that are important if you're out there on the field, but to be able to enjoy the game and watch the, the physicality and, and, you know, the endurance and the speed, uh, it seems like you could easily appreciate what's going on yeah. without having a full comprehension of every rule that happens out there. Correct. And not to bash the old boys, but um, it, it, it'll be a little bit, easier to see what's going on because they may have may have lost one or two steps a little bit slower right (laughs) (laughs) well that's uh that's to be expected and that's part of the fun as well it's it's funny patrick yeah it's funny patrick brings that up because uh i plan on competing this october and (laughs) there are probably i don't know seven or eight of us here in saint george who qualify but we don't have the numbers so we're we've been running scrimmages and practices with the old boys from the Vegas Irish team who've been driving up. And uh, 
three weeks ago, we had uh, a scrimmage and it was, there were half a dozen of us old boys and everybody else were probably under 25. Right. And we went, uh, we went probably 90 minutes straight before we even took a break and I was dying. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if, if one of these young bucks just got even a hands with out past my reach, just let him go. Cause I'm not chasing him. <laughs> so, and we just don't heal like we used to. Uh, I mean, Patrick and I were talking about in the old days, we'd, we'd run a couple of matches a day in a tournament and, no now, uh, after that, after that, two, we were on the field two hours because we, we went 90, we took a break, and then we went uh, another 30, 40. And I felt great until I walked home and the adrenaline wore off and then I couldn't get out of the chair. So yeah. um, I think people are going to see there's a different energy about rugby. I think there's the novelty of it. Um, and then there's just that energy that it's real easy to get caught up into, whether you – are familiar with the game or not. So like Patrick said, you know, watching a bunch of 50 year old old farts running is one thing, watching them lay into each other, something else entirely. <laughs> but my daughter's 17 and I think she's got half of her graduating class convinced that they're going to come out and watch. And that's what my daughter said, a bunch of old farts hitting each other. Um <laughs> You're, and we're not talking about my parents' era. We're talking about guys that are fit and that are still out there and hungry to compete. So yeah. well, I we think that's what that, they're going to see. We see that across the board. There's no question about it. I, I know a lot of times, especially as I talk to, to youth and to younger people, they, they don't um, they just don't have a point of reference, right. you know, they're not, they're not trying to be disrespectful or anything, but they just don't have a point of reference. And every time, every time, what, regardless of the sport, whether it's basketball, track and field, swimming, um, you know, you name it, volleyball, people leave the games inspired by Very. what's in front of them, you know, what's available. Yeah. And, and yeah, you know, of course you lose a step or two and you're not quite as fast or as strong. I mean, that, that happens. There's no question about that, but the level of play and the passion is still, it, it's entertaining and it's contagious and it's fun to watch. And I'm anticipating that that'll be the case for rugby as well. Um, so another question that I, I want to just follow up on you. I, I mentioned that this is the first year that we've ever held rugby at the games. And there's, there is a process, man. There's a lot of work that goes behind. Maybe give us a quick update on where you're at with the organization and maybe even a hint of things that you're still working on, but will be in place by the time October rolls around. Sure. So, um, so Kyle, when did you and I speak originally about, was it made last year? I, that sounds about right. Yeah, I think it's been a, at least then, maybe even a little bit longer than that. So it's been over a year ago. So, yeah, so when you and I talked about it, uh, as soon as I got out of that meeting with you, I called Patrick and said, hey, Patrick and I are enablers. I mean, if it's uh, – <laughs> we're, we're the – we're the, we're the two type of t type of guys that if we end up in jail together, we're going to wake up and say that was, that was a fantastic trip, whatever we just did. <laughs> whatever. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So I, I called Patrick up and said, Hey, uh, we got this thing with the world senior games. Do you know anything about it? Uh, what are the chances of getting rugby on it? And he, he didn't even hesitate. He said, hey, let, let's do it. Let's see what happens. And so things just kind of morphed over the next couple of months. And then we got Ray, we got Joel on board. And then Dan came trickling on and invited himself to the party. And uh, 
things just kind of snowballed from there. So like you said, we've got 10 teams that are registered. Uh, the Marines old breed teams based out of San Diego, I believe they're going to field two teams. Mm. Um, I've been working with um, the veterans administration because uh, they got word of it and were um, expressed some interest in the game. So we might be able to pull even an air force or an army side of old wow. boys in, in addition. So yeah. They're really chomping at the bit. And then the world's uh, then uh, uh, USA rugby got on and said, that's kind of where old boys rugby, old ladies rugby is their, their focus now that they've got the foundation that they do. Uh, so we got, we got sanctioned by USA rugby. Um, they're following along, tracking along with our progress as well. We have a venue. Uh, initially our venue is going to be at the little ba- little Valley soccer fields, but we ran into some, logistical problems, um, adding uprights and some pushback and our contact with the, uh, with the city and County, I, I guess one of them's retiring. So he was one of our advocates. He's retiring. The new guy is kind of a, well, I don't want to make commit and, uh, uh, make any agreements that I'm not familiar with. So we, um, we were approached by snow Canyon, which already has a full size pitch, on uh on their high school and frankly their high school is one of uh, they're nationally ranked they're can they're yeah they're regularly in the top 10 in the country um so right now we've got a pitch we have up to three that we've been approved for up at snow canyon high school snow canyon middle school uh so we have a place to play uh, right now it's finding sponsors who are willing to help offset those costs because like you said kyle um, since this is a first year sport, we have a lot of, uh, infrastructure to put in place. Right. Uh, that would include uprights, um, referees, uh, field equipment, paint, uh, just a lot of things like that. I mean, once we get that stuff in place, then, um, I think following years will be a lot less expensive. And then, um, that's, that's our biggest thing right now, finding sponsors to, to help offset those costs and then uh, player fees and player registrations. Cause most, um, most old boy tournaments are uh, uh, to be honest, it's kind of a, a social sure, uh, yeah. yeah, social party. It's a, and so most other teams are paying between five and 700 total for their entire team to come and compete. And we're a little bit, we're a little bit different, but we're offering a different product as well. Right. So trying to, um, educate other teams about what it is that we're doing, what we're offering is, is another, I don't want to call it a hurdle, but it's something that we're working with. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, to add to that real quick, um, it's, it's very important to note that uh, a lot of these teams, they're, they're traveling from oh, far away. Like right. for example, Atlanta, um, those old boys are coming and they're bringing, you know, 25 guys. So, add in, you know, hotel, plane, all that other stuff. They're making this one of their primary tours for the season. They toured four or five throughout the year, and they're making this their, their big tour for the fall, which is uh, – that's that says something. It says we have a market. It says that there's uh, enough teams that are willing to, you know, put this on their docket and say, yeah, let's, let's make this happen. So I'm hoping that this will turn into something that's a yearly event and something that, that people – you know, plan for ahead of time, like, okay, we're going to go the next five years. So let's start the fundraising now. Let's do this. Yeah. So it's going to grow. 
That's definitely yeah. our goal. Yeah. And we, we watch that happen every time we introduce a new sport and, and with our old, you know, other sports as well. People come for the first time for the competition and they come back for the experience and the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Well, gentlemen, I wish, I wish we had more time to visit, but that's all that we've got today. But thanks so much for joining us and enlightening us yes. <laughs> on, uh, on the nuances and the beauty of rugby. Uh, we're excited. We're, we're just excited and, and can't wait to see it all come together and looking forward to working with you, moving it forward to make it successful. So thank Thanks yeah. so much. Thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> All right, Lil. I know. So exciting. That's cool. It is exciting I, I'm and really, cool. Really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I mentioned earlier, but let me just remind everybody that registration is open mm-hmm. for the Huntsman World Senior Games. Uh, you can check out all the schedules, the rules, the dates, as well as, like I said, our COVID 19 plan that's going to help keep us all safe at seniorgames.net. And while you're there, you can check out all the great content that we have on our website. We've got blog posts and, of course, this podcast and the Living Your Best Life webinar series. Lots of good stuff that's there. We want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe anywhere the podcasts are found. If you're listening by podcast, take a moment and give us a rating or write a quick review. And one of the best and easiest places to do that is at podchaser.com slash the active life and of course like i said you can find this as well as previous shows right on our website at seniorgames.net today's inspirational thought comes from the british writer em forster and he says we must be willing to let go of the life we have planned so as to have the life that is waiting for us hmm, very nice yeah until next thursday stay active stay active